Hi, we're Katie, Jessica, and Shannon, and this is Boy Problems Podcast, a community focused on supporting families navigating substance use disorder. We hope sharing our stories, introducing you to experts, and answering all the questions you have no one else to ask will help you better navigate your story. Through our partners' recoveries, we found each other and formed our own squad, one we know is so valuable to how we manage this disease in our relationships. So we started bringing a microphone to our hangouts to extend our conversations to others just like us. When you're here, you're not alone. If you're listening, you probably know we met at a family support group and our bonds have grown stronger through sharing our stories and supporting each other. When we think about the thing that's helped us most, it's that. So we'd like to extend that community to you. If you're feeling like no one understands what you're dealing with or you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, consider joining us for our virtual support group. For details, visit recovering2.com. We know what you're going through, and we're here to help. We're recovering, too. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast. We are back again. Um, We're going to give a little bit of an update uh, from our anxiety episode that we had with Jessica a while back, which if you haven't listened to, it's a really interesting episode, especially for people who don't necessarily deal with anxiety. Uh, It was a very eye-opening experience to go through with Jessica. So um, listen to that one. And so Jessica had mentioned that she was about to maybe start some meds and take a test to show what meds match her blood type or what might work with her best. And so Jessica, could you give us an update on all of that? Sure. Um, yeah. So last time, yeah, like you said, I was figuring out what course of action I was going to go down to kind of help manage my anxiety better so there was a test gene site I didn't end up taking it because as I don't I think we recorded before I had my appointment with my doctor but when I went I was very much like okay I'm ready to be on prescription uh anxiety medicine just prescribe it to me and she was like whoa well that's a change (laughs) (laughs) and she's like well there's actually one step before that, if you want, that works for most of my patients, which is like a prescribed supplement that it's not like sold over the counter, but basically it's high dosage of like vitamins and things. I mean, most of vitamins that um, really help, like, I guess, balance like the deficiencies that most people have when they experience anxiety. So it's just like, we can do this it's really adjustable because it's like not toxic and all these things and so she's like let's just try this for a few months if you hate it or if you're still having anxiety like just send me a message and I'll prescribe you whatever you whatever you need and so I I started it and I was like a little like okay this probably won't work but I am naturally just a very um very much for like a holistic approach instead Mm -hmm. of like you know, prescribed medicines, but I think I just been beat down to the point where I was like, this prescription medicines are the only thing that will help me. Yeah. Um, but so I tried it and it's been working really well. So I take it every day and it's nice. I feel better, have more energy. And so, um, yeah, I don't feel as anxious. I mean, I still have anxiety, but it's, it's not like when I was on 
like Zoloft or Lexapro, whatever I was on before it, like where I just kind of felt like nothing. And I had a very low level of energy, definitely wasn't feeling anxiety, but like, I also just kind of wasn't feeling. Mm. (laughs) It's not like that. Mm -hmm. I do definitely still feel like anxiety a bit, but it's just not at like the extremes that I was feeling. Like it's more of a manageable, you know, certain things make it feel worse. And some days I don't notice it at all, but it's definitely just more generally manageable. And I feel like I have energy. So I've started like running again and like Mm -hmm. doing things that I hadn't done, like my getting back to my old habits for anxiety management. So yeah, not what I thought I would end up doing, but it's working for now. So that's good. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm um, glad that like, I just kind of opened the conversation with my doctor and I'm trying this and it doesn't work. I know there's other options, so it might not work forever, but it's working for now. And now that I have, I feel like and work has even been very, very stressful and it still hasn't like caused like all of this. I've been off for two weeks now and I have to go back. So I'm definitely feeling like some Sunday scaries, mm-hmm. like four days before I go back. <laughs> but but I think that's probably normal and it's not like overwhelming. Um, so yeah, so I've had some like stressful times and it hasn't like snowballed. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is working. And on top of that, it's like allowed me to get back to some of the other things that I was doing to like manage my anxiety, like running or I've been doing counseling still and talking way more about maybe where my anxiety originated in my childhood and some of the things and like, so maybe the combination of things is helpful. Um, But yeah, that's where I'm at with that. So your doctor, is that like your primary care physician? Okay. Yeah. Just curious for like other people who are listening, maybe want to talk to a doctor or have someone like, I was like, well, is that who you start with or I did so my doctor that my doctor's office is very like it's a, one of those I mean they're actual doctors and like professionally trained doctors but they take a holistic approach first that's mm-hmm. just kind of their practice um so they they always start with like what can we do naturally before progressing so not that they won't or can't progress but that's just their their whole thing is that they take full blood panels and like, for instance, for me, my like B12 was very low and apparently that's a major (laughs) like nutrient that you need to level the whatever chemicals like cause anxiety. So the supplement I have is like very high in B12. So it's just like, they take that first and then if that doesn't work, then they move on, which I kind of appreciate, but it is a little bit different. It's not just like, maybe a regular PCP, but okay. yeah, they took definitely take a more holistic approach, but I do like that. And it is working at least for now. I will say that like, <clears throat> I think there are some like life decisions I probably need to make as far as like, what kind of, how much stress do I want to have in a career? I think everyone has this, but like, do I want a job that's very fast paced and very stressful with a lot of deadlines? Like that's the kind of job I'm in right now. And I think that would stress most. Another thing is that 
I had started talking to my coworkers about my anxiety Mm -hmm. and I was finding out that my coworkers were all feeling the same thing. Like everyone was like, I'm burnt out. I don't want to go to work in the morning. Like, so then I was realizing like, oh, it's not just a me problem. Like other people who don't have generalized anxiety disorder don't want to come to work. (laughs) It's like majorly impacting their mental health. So it's not just me. I think that maybe I struggle to manage it more than other people, Mm -hmm. but it is truly a play. Like maybe the place I'm working isn't a good match for who I am. Um, So that's something that I'm also working through because it's like, what type of job like how do I in the same way that we talk about like my husband like what environment is going to be the best for you to work in and you know how to best support your healthy self it's like the same thing for me like maybe a fast-growing high-stress tech company isn't where I fit yeah (laughs) (laughs) actually that reminded me of something so I, I mentioned to you too earlier that Jay is looking for a different job like things have changed with his schedule a little bit and there's some other dynamics and so we had put in an application at another like similar place and got a phone call from his old boss at like a previous job and it was like um, we just saw your application come through and he's now like the head chef there and we're like oh my gosh like the stars are aligning and he had applied on the like application it had said that the hours there was a 7 a.m to 3 p.m shift and like a noon to 8 p.m and he was like 7 to 3 would be perfect it was more money like everything looked great then the guy offered to him and he was like we only have the noon to 8 p.m shift mm-hmm. and we talked and like jay made the came to the decision himself he was like i've just learned that i cannot work those weird shifts like i won't make it to any of my meetings i've never done yeah. well when i start late and it was like really hard to like give up more money and like Mm want to work with a certain person but we've learned through recovery it's like yeah it's not worth risking it for those other things right so and that's what I'm coming to I'm very ambitious and I want to like do things and have accomplishments and so I push myself really hard when I'm the two times I've been most stressed by my job have been in fast growing tech companies. And it's like, oh, well, maybe it's that this type of environment where it's very much like very fast paced, high burnout, like it's just not the right place for me. It's not where I thrive. Um, So, yeah, so I'm kind of like grappling with what, you know, I started a conversation with my boss and like, these are the things I'm feeling. I don't really... I do a lot of client facing work, which is like a source of much of the stress. And it's like, I like the team and I have the skill set, but like, I don't feel like the client facing stuff is the right thing for me. And so we've talked through like other avenues, but it, I think that I would never have, well, I know that I never would have been able to have these conversations like five years ago mm-hmm. um, with my boss that I was working with the last time I felt like this. And so I think like, in the past, it's been really easy to place a sign, like the rationale for the way I'm feeling to Casey. It was like, oh, he's a mess. So I'm feeling like a mess. It's like a very yeah. situational thing. And like, when he gets better, I'll be better. And now it's like, well, actually, no, <laughs> it's not entirely true. So it's just kind of learning in the same way that we've been talking about 
our spouses like learning but so yeah I'm kind of figuring things out I'm trying to be a better advocate for myself at work just put up better boundaries like I don't make enough money and we're not doing brain surgery to like be stressed out before we're sending emails it's like not that big of a deal <laughs> and uh, I shouldn't be a, like be super stressed about my job because it's like not doing anything groundbreaking um so yeah so I don't know that's where I kind of am I'm like doing just being more mindful about taking care of myself very simple stuff like especially when you have a kid I think it's really easy to like not do things like shower you know like (laughs) so easy to like not prioritize just like taking a shower Mm. because you just wake up and then like all your day is like what does this person need? What do other people need? Mm-hmm. And then it's like 9 p.m. And I'm like, oh, I should have showered today, but like oh, I'm exhausted. So it's just small, small things like changing my mind to like, how do I take care of me first? And I feel like that's a that's spilling over into my work and other relationships. Like, what's the best situation for me? So I don't know, a lot of factors happening where it's like, okay, I think I'm sort of figuring out how to manage my mental health in this new world with a child and a new job and different responsibilities than I used Mm -hmm. to and not as much time you know I could just go to the gym and that was always my saving grace but I haven't been able to do that for like three years yeah and getting back there slowly but yeah so that's a really long way of telling you that I'm taking some sort of medication and I'm just like trying to figure out what works for me well, I'm glad that you're feeling better. Yes. I'm glad that you found something that is working now and yeah. it's allowing you to at least take other steps and think about what you might want to do next. So that's good. Um, In those anxiety episodes, I think it was somewhere in there, it came out that you two went to friendship counseling. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know. I don't know if that's really the actual term or not, but, and I was like, what? <laughs> and I think we said, we have to revisit this. Yeah. And so we're also going to do that now because let's do it. I don't even know where to start, but I guess just like, how did this come about? We both have the same counselor, Sue. Yeah. Um, okay. So Sue started bringing up with you before she brought up with me. So I think what was happening was I was going through that major anxiety period where I was just like really losing my balance and like very much withdrawing from things to mm-hmm. feel less pulled and one of those things was recovering too yeah but then another one of those things was like any other relationship outside of my house because it was all too much and so like I was working and like making sure my kid was taken care of but like nothing else wasn't taking care of myself I wasn't like really communicating with my husband it was really like work kid work kid and then like that was just setting me up for this whole thing. So I was really kind of pulling away. But one of the things was that I was, one of the things I do when I do that, like to, because for me, a big thing is like the noise. So it's like constant inputs or like asks for my attention, like whether that's work or even mommy snack, open fruit snacks, or Casey's mm. asking me what's for freaking dinner. It's like constantly these things just pile on like they, they're like micro anxieties and they just add up. So a phone call from my mom or from Katie or from anyone is not going to get answered because it's just another thing that's going to result in something 
that's going to make me feel like, oh, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't been answering phone calls. And, yeah. and you two like talk on the phone regularly and like slack yeah. throughout the day. And so, yeah, sometimes so like that was just kind of not yeah. happening. All of my energy was going to surviving work yeah. and not much else, but I wasn't, wasn't really communicating that uh, really. I mean, I think I told you guys like at one point during one of our weekly meetings, like I can't keep doing this. I don't really know what the answer is, but like, I'm too overwhelmed to even see a clear path and so I think I told you both that but like it wasn't super articulate and I wasn't even sure what was going on I was just very much in it um so I think I like slightly communicated that but like not on a one-on-one or even I just wasn't even thinking like that honestly but I was going to counseling still and that was great for me. But um, <laughs> I think what I had been saying was like, I know that like, and also another point was like, I know at the same time we have been going to a women's group and we have like our counselor put this together of some of her clients. And so it's like a group of like eight or nine of us or something. Um, and it started during the pandemic and it's really become a lifeline for me. Like I've never done group therapy about me you know, I've always done it about my husband. And so through that, like we have been working as a full group, like how do you have relationships with women? How do you have friendships throughout your life in different stages? How do you just do life? Like we just talk about a lot of life stuff. And so Katie and I's relationship has come up in that a lot. And it's like a really good place to have constructive conversations and I had been letting her down in some ways related to like her dad's passing Mm -hmm. that like I didn't know I I didn't know about I didn't know that I was having that effect on her but then also it was coming up at a time when I was going through all this other stuff and so I I always wasn't happening and we weren't in group Uh, we took a summer break and so I was telling my counselor like I know I'm disappointing Katie but like I also like it's too overwhelming to address that right now like I know that every time she calls and I don't answer it's making it worse but also like I don't I can't make it better yet yeah and so so meanwhile so you're telling Sue like I know I'm disappointing Katie yes were you talking to Sue separately about like things like tell us where your mindset was during this time (laughs) she was mad at me I mean, I was, I think I'm just mad, mad and sad in, in general. Um, so yes, I was just telling Sue, Jessica was not the only one in my life that I felt was disappointing me yeah. in the area of helping support me through a really difficult time of losing my dad and just other things that kind of came about with that, um, or feelings and emotions that came about with that. So, um, so I think I had talked to Sue a couple of times and just communicated like my friendship with Jessica means quite a bit to me. And so um, she, to me at that point was like, well, I've told Jessica a couple of times that we could do oh, yeah. a, a counseling yeah. together. And I was like, oh, actually I had not ever thought about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Um, so I think I met with her once she said that. And then I think we met again and she kind of brought it up a little bit and and then that's so yeah but then as she was telling me that I was like yeah I would do that but there's zero chance in hell I'm 
coordinating that yeah that's what I said to my counselor I was like I'll show up for that but I'm not initiating that and so I think it's funny that then she went to you and said it yeah she's like okay you will coordinate this right which is funny because I think she had been telling Jessica for probably longer than she had been telling me um but I was also apprehensive about it um because just fearful um knowing my anger um (laughs) knowing like I didn't want to damage and I I did believe at that point that it was probably good for a third party to be present to help navigate it yeah just to help navigate those feelings and so I did slack you like it was I was like because you were picking up my calls and I I think I was just like Sue thinks we should meet with a friendship counseling are you in and I think you were just like yeah okay like she said something to me too and I was like cool and then I don't know how we figured out it I think maybe I was like oh I've got an appointment in two weeks and you're like yeah cool I'll join because Sue did not know that we were both coming yeah oh, that she appointment. no she showed up together yeah she, didn't, oh. she just goes with the flow so yeah so then, so then we're there. what happens in that session <laughs> well I was like prepared okay so the funniest thing is that like normally when we are going to sue's either for group or whatever like we call each other and talk on the way there and i like had this instinct of, like i should call her and talk but then i was like no because she's gonna say shit that like needs to be said in there yeah and then i was like fuck this is so weird just like driving in silence to sue's <laughs> and then so i was like i have i really was thinking she's really mad at me and i don't know i was just like bracing for impact i think mm. like oh she's really mad at me but then at, at the same time though i was just really coming out of it i think i'd just gone on vacation maybe i'd had like a break or something i was starting to feel a little bit like better but not totally and i was like man this is gonna be really tough <laughs> to take right now but yeah so what do you yeah so I mean you talked first you spoke first so was Sue just like we are here for friendship counseling who <laughs> wants to start or like that's like probably almost oh, so, verbatim okay. what she said kind of opened it up for she was like you know you've both been talking about each other <laughs> <laughs> so it was weird I honestly was like it's funny because even before we get into what we talked about but even thinking about it, I was telling Casey I don't even know if I told you this but I was telling Casey like a few days before I was like it's probably really fucked that like I need to go to friendship counseling right like that I don't know how to like manage a friendship because I'm just like incapable of like maintaining relationships and he's like I was like that probably says like really bad things about me and he's like not necessarily and then like was like talking me through it was like it'll be good but I was like oh this is like probably a really bad sign about my ability to like be friends but I'm not historically good at it and I think it has a lot to do with the the relationships I've had in the past and like mm-hmm. they've never lasted and like something always happens and so I'm just always like yeah this is never gonna last so like this is this seems like the right time like <laughs> this seems like you know the time was like okay I don't know so I was just like oh really kind of disappointed in myself and I kept like we kept joking that I had to go to friendship counseling yeah. and I was like but so it was going with an open mind but also just very much like what the fuck how did we get here <laughs> yeah I think I had that too and I think something that something that I knew about you even before going into it because we've known each other for quite some time is that 
I didn't know of any other longstanding friendship relationships that you had outside of me. None. Right. And so I knew, I, I knew that this was new territory in general. Yeah. I had really good girlfriends in high school and college, but what happened was we all met our spouses and went our separate ways and we tried to get together for baby showers and shit, but like it just, we never prioritize our friendships. And then the one person that was very close to me who I would have maintained a really long-term relationship with was like someone who just like stopped talking to me when she found out about Casey's addiction. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Oh, well, fuck all that. Like, you know, so I never had even tried to maintain. And in fact, it's much easier for me to just be like, no, well, I'm, it, I'm good yeah it takes a lot of effort to maintain friendships and like life is already so busy and yeah yeah so it can be hard but mm-hmm. all right so then <laughs> what what came out of friendship counseling did it feel like did Katie seem angry to you was it yeah was it very it wasn't like were you um bracing for impact it wasn't like as confrontational as I thought I think in general, the way it went was like, I was like, look, I know I've been fucking up. This is what I've been going through. What I know now, what I couldn't say before were these things like super overwhelmed. It's not that I don't care. I don't want to talk to you. It's that I literally can't survive my days right now. I'm starting at negative 100 and I'm working through my day and never getting to zero. Mm -hmm. So I have nothing to give you. I have nothing to give me. It's not that I don't want that. It's that I literally cannot. And I think that helped a bit, but it was still just good. Like, I mean, it doesn't make it right or like, okay, but it's just the way I was at the time. And it's like, and I guess I, so I kind of explained where I was coming from, how I was feeling, why like the thought process behind why I was acting the way I was acting Mm -hmm. not that like I didn't want anything to do with Katie or that I didn't value her or you or recovering too but it's just that I couldn't in the moment and I just wasn't thinking about the implications of those actions because I just couldn't and and then so I think I said a bunch of that stuff and then I think you talked to me about what do you, I don't remember. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah. And I think, uh, again, knowing you, like I knew all of those things. And again, you had alluded to being so overwhelmed and like, you just like could not do one more thing past yeah. surviving essentially. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that and, but, but, I, but you also weren't communicating that. So it's, hard to know that when we're not communicating yeah. and and all that so like I knew it subconsciously but like when you said it, it was like yeah because I even though I was upset like I do so care about you in general as a person so it was like I don't want my friend to be going through that alone like I, right. I didn't want that in general like didn't want that in general um and so for me just communicated um you know just the feelings that I had um which Sue had brought up and she had never said this term in the seven, eight years that her and I have been together of like abandonment issues. Like, oh, okay. um, I didn't know that I necessarily had a problem with that. Yeah. Um, and so that like, I value Jessica and I's relationship. And so her just like 
ghosting essentially yeah which is very difficult like there was no fight there was no specific cause that was like yeah i understand that we had a fight because whatever i don't know something stupid um and so for me just communicating that and then again like you've not had um any real major deaths in your life so you don't understand Mm -hmm. that um and so just communicating that and um yeah just so the abandonment issues thing was kind of like a aha moment for you like where you had yeah i was just like oh yeah i mean brought it up in subsequent uh counseling sessions of oh i didn't know that was a thing (laughs) yeah i guess that makes sense i think Mm -hmm. another interesting thing that came up was like i like we were also in a part of our relationship where we were working on things like we were communicating harder things Hmm. through women's group and stuff Mm. and our relationship was feeling very heavy in that like we were just sorting things out it was good and it's productive but it was like the all of the interactions we were having with it if it was recovering too and like doing work or going to women's group and like really getting into the nitty-gritty of shit and then it was like we were having less fun like yeah connective hangouts and what I needed like you were saying like going through like you don't want me to go through it alone I think what I really needed was someone to just take my mind off of reality but it was like Katie and I's relationship was in a place where it was more work I think is the way I was like categorizing it like we were working through things Um, well I I think the three of us have talked about that before like and some have tried to sometimes be intentional like when we have a work day okay we're going to lunch and we're not talking about recovering too because we've I think fallen into most of the time that we are getting together now is related to like the podcast and recovering too and just like work stuff um and it's been less just like hanging out and Mm -hmm. like catching up um so you had that going on and then you said that like the things you were dealing with women's group wasn't necessarily between the two of you like they were more individual issues but it was just like or you guys were dealing you know we're talking a lot about your dad's death and like my response and like Mm -hmm. that i think that was one of the last like groups we had before break oh yeah okay yeah that was and um so one of the things was like like katie's talking about like i don't so when katie's dad passed um you know, obviously that was very hard, obviously. Um, oh, yes. We do have that podcast, Uncomfortable Conversations. Oh, you and I do. Yeah, we do. Revisited Katie bringing up to the two of us. Yeah. Her. Okay. Yeah. You, she yeah. wasn't on that, though. No, I right. Yeah. You the podcast. So, yeah. But so, yes. but we, okay. So that's good. So, okay. So then after that, you guys had done that. We had talked about it in women's group where she basically explained to me kind of how it was how it hurt her feelings and like we dug into it more and I was basically we were just kind of like crowdsourcing like <laughs> what do other people do and like mm-hmm. because I have I have never well first I've never had someone very close to me pass but my husband has had both of his parents pass and his dad since we've been married and he deals with it so differently than Katie and so sure. like I was really going off of what I knew had experienced with him and also had never experienced before so I was kind of like that's the only information I had so I didn't necessarily know how to act or like what anyone did I've never seen my mom like 
help her friend with someone who's past like mm. I had zero examples and so I was just like I don't know and like it was also like a little bit of like I felt like I was trying to mind read and then like I just didn't know how to, what she needed and I didn't know how to ask without it being like it was just it's a really difficult thing to figure yeah. out like how do I let you know I care without making you upset like I've learned a lot since then but this is where my mind was at the time was like mm-hmm. I don't want to make you upset I want to support you but like in my mind that's like not talking about it yeah yeah but Katie's very much like no we need to talk about it this is like so it was I don't know just a very big learning curve and so I felt disappointed that I let her down yeah and that was kind of where we left group before summer break right yeah Yeah. and then you had kind of went deep into the anxiety thing yes and then there was just no talking right yeah then it was just no talking so then in in your friendship counseling session (laughs) did you end that like feeling like things were resolved or were there lingering issues yeah I I I think we left I left very positively I mean yeah I think it was hard but I mean there was there was no resolve I guess there's no yeah I think that what it what that session allowed us to do is it just gave us a neutral place Mm -hmm. to talk to like break down the barrier that had been built up from yes. the not talking correct and to just see what each other have been dealing with yeah and I think the biggest eye-opening thing for me was like yes I'm going through a lot but like so is my friend mm-hmm. and so is everyone like you are going through your own things you're going we're all going through our own things but for me it's like my thing was consuming I was prioritizing it over everyone else's thing like Mm -hmm. for whatever reason and yeah so I think it just kind of humanized the conversation a little bit and it also helped us just like get a good clean slate for the next step I mean I think I don't think it was like I didn't like make an amends for like I, I think what happened next honestly was like I made it a massive point to remember when your dad's anniversary anniversary was and we like just went on a walk and we walked for like three fucking hours. We walked five miles. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and so it was just this very small thing. It's like, okay, this is my next step. Yeah. And I think that it was just like a peace offering. It was like, this is the way I show you that I'm listening. I'm not, I might not be able to do this thing every time but like I hear you and I'm trying yeah and um yeah I think it just helped us like reset a bit yeah yeah that makes sense did you did Sue have any advice for because I like what you said of like kind of a barrier had built up and like that I mean that can happen in any relationship if you don't talk about something for a while and then it's like oh I need to address it but how do you like break the ice Mm -hmm. um did she share any tools or did you learn anything for like moving forward in the future, how to not get to that point? So I like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I know that the ask of me was just like, if you feel something, just say it don't because that, that it feeds into her anxiety of is Katie mad at me? Yeah. What's going on? Like in my head, if I'm yeah. upset or something like that. So just the directness of that. Um, 
Yeah. I think it was less about advice and more about us, like, understanding each other's styles. Yes, correct. And, like, Katie doesn't always say what's on her mind, but I know she's thinking shit. Yeah. And I know she's t- talking shit <laughs> about me in her head. And I was like, I would, I would, I would, I would you're probably making it out to I me. Like, I would just rather you tell me like, hey, you're being a fuck. Like, please, I know that this is how, like, you're being a, a dick. Like, answer the phone, right? Like, that would be like, okay, yeah, she understands. Like, I, what I have a hard time with is like, not knowing how she's feeling about things and yeah. just guessing. and like I'm like okay is she gonna say it though now is she gonna say it now is she gonna say it now is she gonna say it now like just say it (laughs) tell me you're upset like let's get through that and so I think it was the anticipation of her telling me that she's what I already know and it adds to the anxiety so like just tell me but then on my but then on my side like I have a very difficult time asking for help yeah and sharing my feelings and emotions yeah so hoping the wishing of would you reach out saying like how are you doing yeah whatever like so I, it, it was it was just a total miss or I think I think something that you and I discussed or and that I've learned I'm not necessarily done a better job of it is you're not really a texter and so I like it. I it. my way of initially sometimes reaching out is like I would text you something but a lot of times when I text you something I get like a one word response like thanks or okay bud or and so then I take that and I'm like okay I don't think she really wants to like yeah talk about this and so I'm like that's it but I I feel like I'm better at like conveying like reaching out or talking like through text like when I can you know how I like like to think out what I'm writing so Yes. yes but then when we maybe it was in the uncomfortable conversations talk when you're like I just hate texting so much like I'd rather talk on the phone and I feel like our yeah we if we could get in a rhythm of like oh, okay this is like a good time of when to call Katie but we so often are in that like oh by the time I'm leaving work I'm assuming assuming you're with your kids and doing dinner and then I don't and then you forget but yeah, right. yeah that was yeah yeah that was I thing I learned it's very funny that you guys bring up or you whatever and you like just saying like thanks or whatever um because mm-hmm. we do have slack at work um and I do have some people that report to me and when we were in Vegas um they were all there and my slack conversations came up as dinner conversations wow. with like eight to ten of my coworkers, and they were all just like slamming me for like like if someone like if one of them like apparently said like I said can I take these days off and I just said yep and to me it was just like yep like yeah. I don't care but they thought I was mad at them that I, <laughs> I'm like what the fuck like am I like this angry person because it's just like like I just really don't give a shit like yeah take the days off yeah. or like you know if I don't respond like people think that I'm like pissed at them but it's like man it's I have a hard time focusing and so it's like if I am focused on something like I really don't want to give it like go look at the slack because there's a million slacks happening yeah. at the same time so it's just it's very fun I just hate like oftentimes when I think you to probably attest to this like if you if you text me something and I feel that I have a response like I'm going to call you yeah I will yeah. not I will not text back yes and if you true. don't pick up like I'll I'll have an attempt but also putting my words down is like um like my thoughtful words down is very vulnerable for me mm-hmm. and um could you 
might have a problem with people like using that against me. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so me thing. not elaborating could you'd be like, well, six months ago you told me you oh. loved me, and it was you know yeah. you could never imagine something without me, and now you're telling me you hate me. Like that, I don't want anyone to use my words against me. And that, yeah, we're on the podcast. <laughs> my words against me and so I, I think mostly what came out of it for me is like like I know you Jessica and I mm. know like I like to go out and I like to you know have conversations and stuff like that and like that's just not who you are so like just being accepted not that I don't accept you for who you are but like like you are not going to call me on a Friday on a whim and say, do you want to hang? <laughs> and like, but I desperately want that. And, but it's, but like saying that to you and I did have conversations with other people in my life who I felt were disappointing me. Like I just let it go. And and it's, you know, like just accepting people where they are and for who they are. And like, if I'm not fine, if I'm not being fulfilled with that, do I find it somewhere else? Like, because if I can't beat it out of you, if I can't, like, if you just are not calling me on Fridays to hang out, like, I need to find another Friday friend or whatever it may be, yeah. you know? Yeah. I also think, too, that, like, I think it's good to, like, start. It's it's the same in any, like, long-term relationship. I feel like you figure out each other, what you like, where you fit, and stuff like that. But, like, it's not that I wouldn't hang out with you on a Friday. It's that that's not the thing I'm thinking about. But if you came over, like, the thing is, it's, like, getting me my hard thing, and I'm trying to be better about this. We just, we did go to dinner one night recently on a whim when I was, was like, great. it was great. And I was like, okay, I can do this. But I have these mental barriers. We like, jammies. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, where did they come from? Yeah. But I, it's, so I'm trying, but I think it's all self-awareness and like just learning more about yourself, learning more about the people that you care about and how do you like balance their needs with your needs and still like have a relationship that is help like beneficial for both. And yeah, I, I definitely like struggle with, with initiating because like I said, like I just, don't think like that that's just Mm. not how my brain thinks like it's just not but when you I have made this mental decision in the same way like we talked about with like Casey like I've decided that if you ask me to hang out and I say no once the next time I have to say yes Mm. and I cannot say no multiple times like I just am trying more to be like yes like removing the barriers the last time I couldn't go to like my holiday party for work because Casey was working and she asked me to hang out and I was like no I can't because I had it in my mind that I couldn't do anything yeah but I was like no wait I can it has to be at eight but I mean I'm not showered but uh, yeah it was like okay cool let's do that yeah and so I, I just like I'm trying to be better about like thinking through like is it possible that I can do this now and the answer is usually yes so just like acting on that and knowing that I have a good time and I really do enjoy it. It's not that I'm like a person that wants to be alone. It's that I'm a person that has a really hard time leaving my comfort. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We had, and we had a great conversation. Yeah. In general. Yeah. yeah. I had a great beer. Yeah. <laughs> it was really great beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. I just think meeting people where they are and. Um, yeah. 
And I think to to that side, if like, if you had said no to me that night, and for whatever reason, if I'm like, I actually need you to hang out with me yeah, tonight, I would have. You would have figured something out. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing about your friendship, Ashley. <laughs> I do just think that it's very cool and shows a lot of growth. That like, I know you were giving yourself a hard time about like the fact that you even needed to go to friendship counseling, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it actually is shows growth. Like years ago, this is probably something that just would have like festered or the friendship would have fizzled out or whatever, but you both have done a lot of work on yourselves and like been in therapy. Like, and it's like what we've talked about, like the silver linings of our partner's addiction is that it's, Mm-hmm. then made us like work on ourselves and be able to like process things and know like when it's time to bring in outside help to like yeah. get you over the hump so right. that's true well mm-hmm. done ladies it's positive <laughs> it was positive yeah. and I was all jacked to go like I was like let's do this let's yeah. work on this I, but I love counseling of all shapes sizes flavors so. <laughs> I knew that she's gonna come with that energy and I was just like all right, everyone. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening in again. Um, keep coming back. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope this story has helped you better navigate yours. Don't forget to subscribe so we can meet you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love by rating or reviewing. Need more support? Join our online community by visiting us at boyproblemspod.com. Whatever you do, keep coming back. We're not licensed professionals. We're here to share our lived experience. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't.